Can you feel the presence of God in this place? In Revelation, Jesus says, I stand in the door of your heart and knock. And whosoever will open the door, I will come and have breakfast, lunch. I'll have dinner, he says. And you know, I've been thinking, why dinner? Because after dinner, it comes the night, darkness. And he says, I will be with you in every time. But only when you open the door. You know, we can try so hard. We can preach, we can speak. But if we do not open the heart for the Holy Spirit to work, God cannot do anything. He's not a violent God. He will not break down the doors. He knocks. And you know, there is a hand on the door only from his side. If you open that, Jesus doesn't say, I will open the door after three knocking. He says, I'm knocking, and if you open the door, I will come. I will come. So I pray this morning that you open up for the work of the Holy Spirit. Because I believe that the message I'm going to share is a message from God for this church. As Pastor Leon was speaking earlier about the blood feud in Albania and the killing of my husband. You know, we have been for five years praying God that he will give us an answer of our prayers. And in the beginning we thought that he was not answering, but he did. You know, we wait from God that the only way he will answer our prayers will be yes or wait. But he answers even with a no. And if you are facing something today and you think like, where is God? Where is the voice of God in all I'm going through? I will want you to open another perspective and another way for God to answer and this would be even no. You know, when my husband was killed, my first prayer to God was, God put an angel in my mouth that I will never speak against you in all that has happened. And for three days, I was battling with the voice of accusation that was accusing me that I was the killer of my husband. Because I've heard stories that if someone is a target of revenge, if he is accompanied by his wife or his children, they will never kill him. Because if they see the crime, they will never forgive. So for three days, I was battling with that voice. And accusing myself that I was the killer, not Mark, the 21 years old that killed my husband. And you know, after that, after three days, I, wa I went in the temple of God. And I saw God was seated in the throne. You know, in Isaiah chapter 6, it says in the year when the king Uzziah died, this was the best king that Israel had, one of the best. And this was Isaiah's uncle. For Isaiah, this was the end. 
because a king, a good king of Israel died. But he said, I went in the temple of God and I saw the Lord seated on the throne. And he said, I saw all the angels singing, holy, holy, holy. It's the Lord God Almighty. All the earth is filled with his glory. All the earth. Even the place that my husband was killed was filled with God's glory. Even the places that you go into the darkness are filled with God's glory. All the earth. Nothing that happens to you is out of the sight of God. And nothing that happens to you will move God from his throne. He is God. It is not that he was God. He is God. Whatever you are facing today, he is God. You know, and when I went and I saw God in his presence and sitting on the throne, I didn't say to God, God, you had the power to stop my husband being killed. You had the knowledge that he was going to be killed. And you were there because you are omnipresent. But I asked God to do whatever he wants with my life. Do you know why? Because in some difficult situations, it's better to not know why, but just obey God. And if nothing has moved him from his throne, he's sovereign, he's in control of everything that you are facing. And he is a good father. He's a good father. He makes everything to work together for the good, not of all the earth, the good of them who are called by his name and that love him for the good of the church. So I obeyed even when I didn't understand. And I said to the Lord, with the same attitude that Isaiah had, here am I. And there was only 40 days after Tani was killed that I was anointed to be the pastor of the church. And I didn't even gather up myself. You know, I was nowhere for myself and not being there for the church. But you know, God works in amazing ways and broken vessels. You know, because the anointing can fall easily through the broken vessels. The power of God and the presence of God can just flow in vessels that surrender before God. And you know, because Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. He knew that there was another season for Israel. 
It was a new season for Israel. The season when the king died. It was another season and now they were in a new season. But this new season needed new ways, new changes, new challenges, and new perspective and goals. Isaiah could not enter the new season without changing the mind that the king was not there anymore. And you know Israel was suffering so much with bad kings. And the moment that a good king was raised up, he died. And they were devastated. But they had to move on into the new season. You know, we as people, we get so much caught up with the past. And one of the biggest barriers that we have is the blessing that God has done in the past. And we have our head back and we lose blessings that God is doing to us in the present. Let me say to you a reality. The past is not a reality. The past has gone. You can do nothing about the past. Even the future is not a reality. It's something to come, but somehow we find ourselves always in the today. Has any one of you lived in the tomorrow? Nobody. I have never lived in the tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Even if you are 20 years old, it's not promised. I'm sorry to say that. I was waiting for my husband to come for lunch in the house. He never came at the age of 34. I was dreaming at least five de decades to spend my life with him and have dreams with him. But he never came. Because tomorrow is not promised to no one. The only time that you have influence and you can be active upon is the today. And if God is asking this church to enter the new season, don't wait for the Monday, Tuesday, or next Sunday. The time is today. God is calling this church to enter a new season. It is amazing with what God has done in this place. This new building came out of fire. You know when Leon came in Albania and he told us the story how Alison gave the news that the church is on fire? Look where you have come. Look how much God has taken you. How long? But it came out of the fire. It came out of difficulties. And I can imagine what kind of terrifying moments would be for Leon, for Alison, for leaders of this church, just to know that the church, the building of the church, because for the church to be in fire, this is a good thing. <laughs> but the building of the church to be in fire and then deal with everything after that is a nightmare. And even in that time, if you would not see where God will bring you, if you are not a visionary, 
to see where God is bringing you, that news would be devastating. And imagine if this couple, this family, this pastor would say, we are out. We can't cope with this. We are out. Were you going to be here today? It takes obedience. That even through the fire and the difficult situation to allow God to use you through obedience to move on to the next season. After the season of fire, it was another difficult season because you had to build this. You had to build this. And now it's a nice season. But this is not a season to be comfortable with the new things that God has brought you. You are blessed. You are blessed. I wish I would have this amazing worship team in my church. In a good way, I'm envy. In a good way. But you are blessed with all these materials. They are amazing. But not to settle you down and to make you warm your chair. But to bring the world that is outside in the church. Now you can be amazed by God. But also let the world be amazed by your God. You have a story to tell. You have a story through the fire. And if you will speak to people that come from outside for what God has done, you could start from the fire. And this is where God brought you. But it needed obedience. Not understanding. Sometimes we don't understand what God is doing. And most of the time we don't understand. How can I understand that God will allow a young man, a pastor to be killed for nothing that he has done? But for something that his uncle has done because of this evil phenomenon in Albania. And 24 men would be free because he was killed. This can't be understanding. But you know, we as human beings, we have limits. Do you know that? We have limits. And the human limits cannot understand the divine unlimited power. You just have to open up and allow him. And move on with God. Because Isaiah said, here am I Lord. About 30 Eight chapters later, in chapter 43, God calls Isaiah and says, go to the people of Israel and says, this says the Lord, I am your God, your Lord, the Holy One. And he says, I am God that made the way into the waters. I am God that opened up the way for you to come. To come out of Egypt. First of all, God is reminding Israel who he is. This is a new season for Israel. And this is a new season for this church. And let me remind me, you that God is your God. 
and he's a good father. He's a good father. You have to trust him with a new season. You know, and we, as, as we as people think about new season, we always think about new things as good things. They are good, but they are different. They are good, but not necessarily easier, lighter. The new things, when we have a new mobile, we are happy because, of course, it's better than the one we left. But it is not like this in the kingdom. If it is a new season, it doesn't mean that it will be easier. It might be a dark season. If you want to go to spring, you have to pass winter. You cannot switch seasons. You have to go through them. But do you know that the God that has made the created seasons is with you through every season? If you are fighting with a disease and you are saying to God, how am I going to cope with this? Whatever God is allowing in your life and taking you through, he is the God that will provide for. Because he is the father that takes care of his children. New season brings new changes. And church of God, I had this word very strong this morning. And I want to share even now. I promise I haven't talked to your pastor about this. I promise about this. But I saw something happen in the funeral of my husband. And it reminded me a word that Bill Hybels wrote in one of his books. He says, when we have leaders in our midst, we stone them. And then when they are gone, we build a memorial with the stones we are thrown against them. And I saw people in the funeral of my husband that have never, ever supported him, but even would fight against him. And they would be there. Crying and speaking nice words about him. And I was mad. You know, because to me it's a hypocrisy. It is not me that I needed to listen the nice word they were saying when Tani was not anymore there. It was him. And some of them would come to me and they would say, we are so sorry for what we did in the past. And I said to them, too late. It's not me. You are forgiven from me. But this word, it was that man that needed to hear. And church of God, in a new season, we need to have a new approach to our leaders. Don't wait until they retire. It is not needed. Because in their retirement, they just relax with God. This is the time that they need your support, your encouragement, and you saying, I'm here for you and with you. Acknowledge your, your leaders. Please do it because you will have the blessings of God. And I'm not saying make an idol out of your leader. Your leader is a, an unperfect human being 
We all are. You might be disappointed from your pastor. This is how it is supposed to be. Because he's not perfect. I disappoint so much my people. And they disappoint me. But if you fix your eyes upon your pastor. It is not their fault that disappoint you. It's your fault fixing eyes upon them. They are not called to be like a stone that you fix your eyes. They are called and you are called to be in their side. To be by their side. The church of God is called to take the stones out of the miracle places. And build the memorial with what God has done. Remember with, when Israel went from the wilderness to the promised land, they had to pass and cross the Jordan River. God said to them, take a stone because this will be in remembrance of God, what God has done. But if you build a memorial with the stone you have thrown against your pastor, what are the next generation remembering you for? What are the stones going to speak because this memorial speak a lot. And you are not going to be anymore in charge of the memorials. Because at that time this generation would have gone. We all will go one day. But these memorials will speak themselves. So build your memorial with the stones you have taken out of the miracle places that God has done for you and not with a stone that you are throwing against your pastor. And I haven't talked this with Leon, but I feel this so strong in my heart this morning. And you know, it, it is not to be that the leaders has to be encouraged out of their church. This happens to me a lot. While I give in other churches, I get energized and encouraged with what God does. But it is not like this. You know, I wish that my people would be better at this. But I'm not giving my ass at my people. And when, when in the New Testament, it says that Jesus was not, was not accepted in his own nation. This is not how it is supposed to be. It's wrong. It's wrong. Because his own nation didn't experience the miracles that the other nation did. Because they had faith and they trusted and they believed in the one that was in their midst. But in this, his little town, he was not received. And it was nothing happened to Jesus. He moved on to the other location, to the other place, to the other crowd. And the one who lost was his own people it is not to be like this please find ways how to honor your pastor and be there for him and his family you know they have their own we all have our own battles we have all our own races we make mistakes Sometimes we experiment because we don't have someone to follow. And when we experiment, we do mistakes. 
But if they will know that you are there to hug the vision, to make the work of God going forward, it is easier. It is easier. And Pastor Leon, I want to honor you for everything you have done for my country. I don't know what you do here because I'm not here every day. But what you have done in Albania for the last 10 years, it has have a big impact. The guys of my church, they are selective and they love you. And also me being here. It is also because of your investment in my country. Thank you. I really honor everything you have done. Church of God is a new season. It is a new season. When Isaiah said to Israel, this is what God says, I am God. He's saying who he is. And the church knowing that who her God is, nothing can stop a church. Not what God does, but who he is. Nothing can stop a church. Because when you know who your father is, you will know your identity. When you know your father, you know whose child you are. You know your identity. And it doesn't matter what comes ahead of you. You know your identity. And then when Isaiah reminds them everything that God has done, he has done a way through the waters. And he has made a way for you to go from Egypt to wilderness. When he reminds them everything of this, after this, Isaiah said to them, but do not remember the former things. Do not remember the things that have gone. Sometimes moving into the new season is the most difficult thing are the things that God has done, not the thing that Satan has done. Because we know what Satan does and we stand firm. And we fight against that. But with, with things that God has done for us, we become slaves of those things, not of the one who does the things. We become slaves of the gifts, not of the, not of the one who gives the gifts. Do not remember the old things. See, I'm doing a new thing. And then the question is, will you recognize it? It's a question. If God is doing a new thing in this church, are you going to recognize that? Some of us not. Because we have our head back. And as human beings, we make connections in our brain. And we expect God to do the things in our life the same as he did yesterday, but no. Can you imagine Jesus doing the same miracles in the same ways? No. He's a creative God. And he wants to amaze his children. He's a father. 
And you are, if you are expecting him to come from this door and if he comes from the other door and he knocks at your shoulder and you say, no, I'm waiting for God. And he knocks again. I'm here. No, I'm waiting. God will come here. You can lose sight of what God is doing today. Because you are allowing him to come only the way you are expecting him to come. But please change expectations. And be open of every way that God can come. He wants to surprise you. He's not a boring God. He wants to surprise you. And this is why, as I said, do not remember, forget. Do not remember the former things. Do not remember the old things. You know, if you have ever been attacked by a dog, every time you see a dog, you are afraid, no? Because you remember that, oh, once a dog attacked me. So even if an old dog is friendly, in the beginning, you will start to be anxious. Because you never know. You connect. And in our brain, we connect things. And then we become with filters that we have got from the past. We behave in the present. And we don't have the future that God has called us to have. We have limits. But in our limits, just be open. And be connected with the God that makes the seasons. He is the God. And when we... When Isaiah says he is doing a new thing, the new thing that you might face, it might be hard. You know deeper the valley you go through, higher is the mountain you will climb in. So go through with God. He is the God of the valleys and the God of the mountains. He is God. And he will provide everything you need for every season. He will provide. We are afraid of the known. We are afraid of what tomorrow holds. But we need to move on. We can't stay here, warm our chairs. We need to stand. In Romans it says, all creation is growing and waiting with anticipation for the revealing of the children of God. This is the time to reveal church of God. This is the time to stand outside there. Because the creation is longing, is suffering for your revelation. The creation is starting for you to stand up and move on. In what God has called you to move. In the past, God helped the Israelites to go through the waters. And water was the most dangerous thing they faced. Water was threatening their lives because they were faced in front of the waters and behind them. We're the Egyptians, and if the waters will not open, they will be killed dead. And the waters were opened. But imagine 
if these people will see water in the wilderness the same as it was in the past. If these people will see waters as the threatening symbol, as a threatening thing, as the water will kill them. But do you know what is most needed in the wilderness? Water. But imagine if there was a no water God. And God says, I'm doing a new way. Rivers will flow in the wilderness. I'm not taking you out as I did in the past, but I'm bringing you waters in where you are. It is a new season. It brings new changes and new challenges. Don't go in winter with the clothing of summer. Don't go through winter with the same mentality you had in summer or spring. If you are in a new season, you need to change your mindset. You need to change your ways. And as I was speaking for your pastor, you need to change even the way how you approach. Maybe you do nothing, but even this is wrong. Doing nothing is wrong. Because if there is a vision, is a vision for this church, is not the vision, vision of this pastor. If there is a work, is a work of the kingdom of God in this place, and is not a work of this pastor, is not his business. The church is the house of God and is the body of Christ in the area. Not the business of your pastor, it's the body of Christ. So you need to stand for the new season God has called this church to be. And you know, I believe that it's if God provides bigger spaces, he's making ready a season of harvest. If you have this space as never before, it's like the sticks of the tent are getting wider and God will bring here people that have never been before in the flock of God. But God will not want to be ashamed with his body. So he's speaking to the church to get prepared and get ready for what is going to come in. Get prepared. Sometimes we focus in our little things. And we never answer of what God is looking. Please wide up your perspective and see it. You are part of a bigger story and a bigger picture. Whatever you do is not something individual and personal. Yes, it starts as an individual, but it is part of a bigger story. So be responsible of your life. And be ready of what God is going to bring in this place. Jesus wants a perfect bride. And he's working for this. To make the church perfect. But it doesn't happen in easy ways. It doesn't happen in easy ways. It didn't happen with Jesus with an easy road. He had to have the cup of suffering. And if the memorial of the church today is the cross of Calvary, 
It costed him. It didn't happen in an easy way. And it, it happens through the fire. And it happens through the hard situations that the church is being perfect and cleaned and ready for the harvest. And you will not struggle with little things. You will not keep your eyes on the waves, but you will keep your eyes to Jesus because he's the author and he's the finisher. And when God says there is a new season, he says, I am doing a new thing. Not the church is going to do a new thing. Is God through the church doing a new thing? But he first will work in you and then through you. So if you will not allow God working in you, he will not work through you. He is not a hypocrite God. And when you will go out to speak to the lost world, they will know if you are speaking because you know God or if you are speaking because you have experienced God. If you are speaking because you know something about God. Or if you are speaking because you are intimate with your father. The world recognizes that if you are real or not real. But reality comes through experiencing. Yes? Something that has happened to you will make you speak about this when you go through that so be ready be ready church of God for the new season find ways find ways how to show to your pastor your support and that you are standing there and fighting there with him every struggle for the church find ways how to work and allow yourself to allow God work in you and then through you. And be bold when you listen to the whisper of the Spirit when you are outside there. Be bold to stand firm and speak out what God has done in you. Amen. Let us pray together. Father, we want to thank you for your presence here. We want to thank you for your word. And even if it is not very easy, God, we don't want part of the truth because it is a lie. We want the whole truth. Even the difficult message, we want it. We want to know you in deeper ways. And we want to know you in every situation of our lives. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for your presence. If any one of you is here, It is ready to say to the Lord, here am I God, send me. I'm ready to come into the new season.
because I trust the God of seasons. Can you stand up now, please? Make this as a symbol of your commitment to say to God, here am I. Here am I. God, I don't understand many things that are happening. I don't understand why they are happening. But I'm ready to obey. I'm ready to obey. Whatever you talk to me, God, whatever you speak to me, I'm ready to obey. Here am I, God. Send me. Work in me and work through me. I'm ready to let go of the past, the past mistakes, the past sins, the past blessings. I'm ready to not remember the way how you have done them because I want to totally depend on you. I want to fix my eyes upon you because you are the provider. You equip us of every season and every situation. Give us strength and take us through the fire. Clean us, build us, make us strong. We want your fire. We want to be passionate. We don't want to be cold or warm. We want your passion and we want to be committed to your call and to your purpose. We bless you, God. And we ask you, God, have your way. Have your way in us. Have your way in us. You are the way. You are the way, the truth and the life. Have your way in us. give us the same attitude that Isaiah had that it doesn't matter what has happened to us it is only for a short time church of God it is only for a short time and if you are thinking that you are getting older and you are going to the end there is not such end in the kingdom of God there are new beginnings there is no end in the kingdom. We are going from the land of dying to the land of living. So do not be afraid. Because God goes before you. God is with you. God is upon you. Do not be afraid. He is God. And we honor and we praise you, God, for everything. We thank you for everything that has happened in our lives. We thank you for all the trials and all the, all the, all the tribulations. We thank you. And we thank you for new seasons. We bless you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.